So the first thing is we're going to do uh, flash baptisms. If anyone wants to line up, I'll just like spray you down real quick. I know. Okay. Just kidding. That's a joke. This is for later. Don't worry. Um, cool. So yeah, good to see everyone. Uh, my name's Parker. Uh, here I am. I go to New Creation with my fam, Elise, and my kiddos. And we're going to continue in uh, the summer series in Galatians called Centered. And we're going to jump right in to Galatians. But first, uh, I hope I'm not the only one, but you guys know about angry unsent letters, or I guess in this day it's like emails or texts, right? Like if you, if you have ever been really mad at someone, right? You like write out that text or that email and it's like really bad and raw and maybe there's some like swear words in there. But like thankfully, sometimes that scratches the itch, right? And you're good. Like you don't need to send it. You can delete it and you're kind of glad you didn't. Right? Am I, I'm not the only one, right? Everyone knows about that? Okay. If you don't, it's a good strategy, by the way, you know, to cope with your anger like me. Um, but yeah, so Galatians 1, 1 to 10, Paul sends the letter. He writes it out and he sends it. So let's, uh, let, let's read it together. Galatians 1, uh, the beginning of this, this letter to these churches. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers and sisters with me to the churches in Galatia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So far, pretty good, right? It's like, hey, what's up, friend? Like, you know, we're, we're cool. Uh, but then he continues. And there's no usual in Paul's letters. It's like, man, I'm so thankful for you guys. Um, I've been praying for you. Uh, not in this one. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said it, so now I have to say it again, apparently. Um, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accept, accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Let, let me pray for us. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you, God, that you are with us, that um, you care about us. And, and Lord, in this, this service and, and uh, communing together with you, um, you have something for us. And I just pray that you would open our eyes and hearts and ears to, to whatever that is, whatever word um, we need from you. God, thank you that you love us, you're with us, and you truly want um, to just let us know how much you love us. Um, yeah, God, I just pray that you would 
speak through me. I, I surrender to you um, and help me to be just present right now um, with my family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So a really quick summary, like in 15 words, is like, hey, what's up? It's Paul and the homies. I'm really pissed off. You guys have like really messed up this gospel thing, and I'm angry. Let them be under God's curse, if anyone. So he, that's a summary. He's, he's upset. And just like a, a, this is a quick aside, but I feel like we sometimes, the church, we don't do good with anger. Like, I feel like we do good with like crying or I don't know, other emotions. But when someone gets angry, it's just like really uncomfortable. But I want to remind us, like this doesn't feel very like loving or grace and truth. It just kind of feels like, but I want to remind us like Jesus in John 11, um, when Lazarus has died and there's that famous verse, right? The shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. But then later it says, Jesus was deeply moved in his spirit, which isn't like the best translation. Cause really what that is saying is that he was angry. Jesus was angry at death, not because he's just angry, but because he cares. And so I just want to, um, yeah, that's worth mentioning. And as we even look at this letter, like I think it is uh, in grace and truth. And it might not scream like good news proclamation, but uh, let's give it a shot anyway. So this is the, the good news for today. Jesus is calling us in to get lost in the beauty and mystery of his presence while also empowering us to go out and be a part of the flourishing of the neighborhood. All right, so what is this thing anyways? A nozzle. It's a hose nozzle, which in preparing this, like, I feel like nozzle, I've been saying that word so much. I'm like, it's starting to sound weird to me, but this is, you know what I mean? Like, okay, but this is a, yeah, hose nozzle and it has all these different uh, patterns on it. And and what's the purpose of a a hose nozzle? To to water, to, yeah, to, to spray water, to like, to water a garden even, but, but actually by itself, it's kind of useless. I mean, it kind of turns into maybe like a jacked up hammer or something, or I I don't know. But by itself, there's no life in this thing. This doesn't give life to a garden. Now, it's helpful if it's actually plugged into water, then it can be a vessel for the water. And then it has all these really cool patterns that that spread it further or give it different pressures depending on the the context or or what you're, you're spraying. And so the water is Jesus. The water is the living water of God. It is the beautiful and mysterious. It's the crucified and risen Jesus Christ, the gospel of grace that is just pure. But then this, humans, we, we need a how-to, right? So we have all these different patterns. And if you will, if you could picture... I looked up somewhere. It says there's 
like roughly 42,000 different denominations of Christianity in the world. That's a lot, man. That's a lot of different patterns, right? Like if you can imagine 42,000 different ones and yeah, but that's, but that's important, right? It's the how to, but by itself, I mean, like if, like at, at our shared backyard, if we ever go out and see Joanna, like trying to water the grass, just holding this, that'll be very concerning, right? Like Jesse, bro, I think, I don't think Joanna's feeling too good right now. Um, so yeah, we, the, the order matters a lot. This, um, yeah, is good. It's the how-to, but it's not life itself. Okay, so let's talk about new creation. We just talked last week about our, our center, um, which is really beautiful. Our belief, our practice, our ethic, posture, um, in grace and truth. And so that's our own unique little how-to, which is really great and beautiful. But like anything else, the how-to is not the source of life. And I know this might be like, oh, Parker, you're making like mountains out of molehills thing. I'm prom- I promise you I'm not. So listen carefully because the distinction is, is critical. So let's go to this quote by um, a pastor and theologian, uh, Brian Zahn. And, and he says this, we often hear that religion doesn't save you. Of course not. That's not what it's intended to do. Jesus Christ is the salvation of the world, not some religion. And then if we kind of stick with this illustration, we often hear that hose nozzles don't give life to gardens. Of course not. That's not what it's intended to do. The water is what actually gives life to the gardens, not some hose nozzle pattern. The distinction is, is critical. And so check this out. Ra- like, let's just do a little, little illustration within this. Raise your hand if you've been going to new creation your whole life. O- almost Coulter, maybe Mercy or someone, but, but no one, right? Because we're only so many years old and we have this center and probably in a couple years or so, we might come back to it and we might even like tweak it a little bit, right? Our how-to, we might tweak it. Um, so the how-tos are a dime or dozen or 42,000 or whatever. It's, there's so many different ways that it can, it can change over our lifetime, um, over the lifetime of a church, but I hope you feel some of that freedom, like the power is in Jesus, the beautiful and mysterious crucified and risen Lord Jesus Christ. So the how-tos are a dime a dozen, but Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Amen. So the good news, again, is Jesus is calling us in to get lost in the beauty and mystery of his presence, the water first, while also empowering us to go out, empowering the how-to of new creation and to be a part of the flourishing of the community. And here's the really cool thing about this illustration. Like the thing about water is you can have a really busted hose nozzle, but as long as it's, 
open, like it's going to get the job done, which I just love that. Like God uses jacked up hose nozzles. Amen. That's good news. That's good news. Um, but the only thing that's like, well, I won't say not forgivable, but is when you change the water. Let's read the passage one more time. The, this second piece here. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one. So notice that. Deserting the one, like a person. It's not saying you're deserting a one religion for another. It's saying you're deserting Jesus for religion. You're switching those things. No, no, no. The power is not in the how-to. It's not in the religion. It's in the person of Christ. Who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, not, which really is no gospel at all. Think about this. If I have a cup of water and I add some orange soda, is that water anymore? No, it's like nasty, weird orange juice now. It's not water. So you can't really have like water plus orange juice, right? Or water plus orange soda. It's not water anymore. It's the same thing when you take the gospel and you take Jesus plus anything. In this case, Jesus plus Jewish tradition, Jesus plus circumcision. It's the same thing. It's not really Jesus anymore. That's not really the gospel of, of grace anymore. It's Jesus plus nothing. And that's the, the energy and, and anger. And this is why it's not uh, making mountains out of molehills. And, and the fine line is important. The distinction is important. Because when you, Jesus plus something, and you, maybe you take your how-to and make it, this is necessary, you've perverted the gospel. And it's no longer the beautiful name of Jesus. It's Jesus plus, which makes it, non-gospel. And that, just like it did in the churches in Galatia, again, the the fruit of that Jesus plus non-gospel is it's not only non-gospel, it's anti-gospel. Because gospel says everyone is welcome. Adding a condition creates shame and division and disunity and fracturing. And that's anti-gospel. And that's the, the fire in Paul's words is you've, you've ruined it. You've perverted it. And the damage that can be done in a church or a community when you get the, the hose nozzle and, and the water mixed up is uh, catastrophic. And it's worth saying here, like, Religion is inevitable. How-to is inevitable. Having your cultural influence is inevitable. That's good to, to contextualize it, to develop a how-to. That's, that's really good. Um, and I think a lot of times, like, I don't see uh, the folks coming into this community and, like, adding on circumcision as, like, horrible people. I think it's good intentions, I think they were really wanting to like bring closer to God or really like like maturity in Christ, um, good intentions, but perverting the gospel. And so 
We really need to, to keep those things separate and, again, get lost in the beauty and mystery of the crucified and risen Jesus. That's the power, and that's the transformation. Everyone in the history of the world in the Bible, no one was transformed by a how-to. No one was transformed by a, a, a book. It was an encounter with God. Beautiful. Let's, let's stay there, and then there's a conversation of the how-to. That's great, but let's keep the order right. So here's a story um, that I experienced. So I was atheist unchurched, and I came to Christ when I was 19, and I got involved in a very uh, like highly charismatic church. Nothing wrong with that. That's great. That's their, their nozzle is like, woo, like very sprinkler. I don't know, but like, that's great. Except they went non-gospel and they said, oh, it's Jesus, the gospel of grace, and you have to pray in tongues. That's not water anymore, bro. You just made some nasty orange juice stuff. Like, no, that's not it. And so again, great, probably some good intentions there, like praying in tongues, awesome, gifts of the Spirit, let's go. But the ironic thing about that, and actually the really sad part, is that did make me feel like a ton of shame. And I felt, am I a Christian, or am I even a a good Christian? And it took me like years to come back to the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, and seeing, okay, what does that look like in my life? But the very thing that they had the good intention about by making it Jesus and drove me away and caused shame. And of course, like, I didn't stick around that church very long. Who would (laughs) if you're feeling that? And that is not gospel. That is not gospel. When we keep Jesus as the true center, our new creation how-tos and our center, they are empowered by the very living water of Jesus Christ. And we get to be a part of the flourishing of, of the neighborhood. Do you feel the sense of freedom? Like take a breath, relax, focus back, fall back in love with Jesus the real living God who is power and love. All right, let let me read this passage. This this passage came to mind as I was preparing, and I think it's just a really good, like, call for us. Because I think the temptation, too, is we can get a little fuzzy, you know? And and I, I think keeping Jesus as the center, the living water, it actually empowers us to be focused and passionate about our center and our impact in the, in the neighborhood. So let's read this. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind, what? Life. It's him, It is not the how-to, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And this is for us, new creation. 
And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined the allotted periods, this moment in history and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him. Yet he is actually not far from each of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. So you guys, for some beautiful, mysterious reason in the whole history of humanity, we all exist right now. We, all, we are all part of this new creation community in the international district and empowered by the living water, the beautiful and mysterious Jesus, crucified and risen Jesus, we are empowered to to go out and to be a part of the flourishing of the neighborhood. For such a time as this. So simply fall in love with Jesus and let him be the very living water that empowers your how-tos, that empowers our new creation center. So let's go to the the invitation uh, one more. So as we start to move back into worship, how is the Holy Spirit, because I don't know this, the answer to this question, how is the Holy Spirit inviting you to get lost in the mystery and beauty of Jesus. Now, if that question feels hard, so pay attention. When I read that question, did that feel, how did that feel? If that felt hard and maybe feels a little exhausting, there's a chance you've been trying to get saved by religion, by following how-tos, Relax, breathe. Stop stressing about the how-tos and know that Jesus saves and that God loves you. It's always been him. He is the one who has called you to himself. Fall back in love with Jesus. Second, how is the Holy Spirit inviting you to be part of the flourishing of the community? Held loosely and humbly, what are the how-tos the Spirit is inviting you to be a part of? How can you engage with the new creation center um, to be a part of the flourishing of the community? So let's worship and let's engage God and each other with these questions tonight. Let, Let me pray. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, again, we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your love. God, that you are, you are real, and it is all about you. God, thank you that no person pursues you or even thinks about you without you first pursuing them. You are the pursuer, and you are pursuing our hearts tonight. So Lord, by your spirit, open us to be um, receptive to you and to your presence as we worship. Amen.